Hello and welcome to The A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm your host, Tom Chrisman, freelance creative director, copywriter, ad nerd, and co-dean of Ad House Advertising School. Today, you're going to hear an episode we recorded back in August. I have uh, thankfully gotten busier with freelance work recently, and that, plus the uh, ad school, plus 2020, has me going really slow. So um, I appreciate the patience, especially among the 10 or something people that I've interviewed who I haven't uh, edited yet. But I'm getting to it, and we're going to do it, and this is going to be great. Uh, But first, today we're going to hear about uh, Molly Mitchell, friend of mine. Uh, I met her. She was a rep for a production company. And today, she has started her own thing. She's the executive producer and founder of Houseboat, a creative resource for production and post-production that connects brands and agencies with independent artists globally. Houseboat's mission is to represent a broad range of voices and diverse perspectives. And Molly talks all about it in this episode, and I think it's really great. I think uh, it's the time has come for something like this. And the independent uh, creatives and artists and directors and voiceover artists that are out there. Uh, There's more and more of them to find, and Molly is helping to find them and helping to connect them to jobs, and I think she's doing a real real good thing for the world. Um, And her story is really inspiring as well, Uh, coming up from from Hope, Arkansas, this little town in Arkansas where Bill Clinton came from, uh, and and getting the the ad bug very early. Uh, You'll hear all about it, and and then... uh, and then just kind of taking off and going to New York City without a job. So it's, it's an inspiring story, and I think you'll find a lot of, a lot of uh, good things in it. Um, but first, got to tell you about Ad House classes that are starting again in January. End of January, we've got another round of classes starting. We're working on getting new teachers, um, and I think we're going to bring back all the old teachers, too. Um, if you want to teach, hit me up. Uh, and, uh, you know, and if you want to take a class, go to adhousenyc.com and we'll, uh, we'll get you in a class just to fill out the, uh, the, uh, application there and, and, uh, it's first come first serve and it's, it's a fun class. It's 10, 10 classes for just 600 bucks. Uh, but they're limited to 14 people max because we do them live and we do them on zoom. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to work on videos soon. So we can get more people to learn from us. But uh, for now, you're one of the lucky ones if you get in. So hit it up. All right. But now let's listen to my talk with Molly Mitchell of Houseboat.tv. Uh, hi, Molly Mitchell. Hi, Tom Christman. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. It's Couldn't be better. I'm, I'm awful. This is, this is crazy. I'm going crazy, well, but yeah, you know, that's, that's true. I try to stay positive. Uh, you are right now you are d- doing houseboat.tv. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Much. But, uh, where, where did, uh, Molly Mitchell first, uh, poke her head out of uh, the <laughs> earth? Well, in the advertising world? No, in, in <laughs> the world. Like where were you born and where'd you grow up? Gotcha. Um, so hope Arkansas which you may or may not have heard of um, if, you, if anyone was alive during the, the Clinton campaign, because that's where Bill Clinton yeah. born. So I think that was a large part of his campaign. That's how people have heard of it, as you said. Uh, man uh, I, believe in a place, I believe in a place called Hope, I think was the, 
was a bit of it. Um, so that really put us on the map. Otherwise, you would have definitely never have heard of it. Uh, 10,000 people, very wow. small town. Hope, Arkansas was where I was born and raised. Yeah. And what did you, what did you do there? What did your parents do? What, what, what was your situation? So my dad was a pharmacist and my mother was an RN. Okay. Is an RN, actually. Yeah. My dad's retired, but my mom's still an RN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely not in the industry. Um, but my dad, he actually, uh, he had one of these commercials on the local TV stations. So his whole, uh, he, he was really good at marketing as well. So we like really uh, connected with the community like through his commercials. Yeah. So and I was a very little girl. So I kind of knew I wanted to get into advertising at like seven, um, which is so weird. I know. And pretty great though. Um, it really <laughs> caught my eye. Because um, you saw a dad on TV and everybody knew your dad. Your dad was famous through this little, uh, this little yeah, ad well, campaign. It's also Hope, Arkansas, so everybody knows everybody. Like, you know, right. I don't think it really put him on the map, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but what he did, his whole thing was his campaign, if you will. Um, it was a nine-step drugstore and a 12-step post office. So his, you know, most famous commercial was him walking. And again, these are like those terrible local ads that you see, like, on YouTube. You know, like, imagine that. So Yeah. Um, so he's like walking from the car into the drugstore, which is nine steps. And then yeah. he also had a post office, which was, you know, just right over three steps over. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, Oh, and everybody loved it. Everybody would go. They'd be like, Oh my God, nine step drugs or 12 step post ups. It was a whole thing. So he, uh, he made that the mnemonic in people's heads, like yeah. nine step drugstore, 12 step post office. That's cool. Yeah. That's $5, $5 foot long for Mitchell's exactly. what? Yes. So that was at Mitchell's Mini Mart. And then I was like, oh, I got to do that, dad. Um, and since probably three people tuned into that, um, he was like, sure, why not let my seven-year-old uh, write, direct, and star in her own little commercial? So I had the opportunity to do that. Wait a second. At seven years old, you wrote a commercial that was on TV? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It, it didn't win a can line, you know, mm -hmm. shockingly. But yes. So it was like around the holidays and I was sitting at a piano and of course I started my own commercial at seven, of course. Oh, right. Um, you were in it too. Yeah. I, yeah, I did everything. Um, and <laughs> it was like something like, Oh, if you're sick for the holidays, come into Mitchell's Mini Mart. We've got all your needs covered. Um, that kind of thing. And yeah. then, yeah. And then I was like, Ooh, that was fun. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, that really, planted the seed, I suppose. Um, and then I collected like, you know, most people had like, you know, in, at my age, I guess like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys on their, on their walls and I had Got Milk ads. So every time I would see a Got Milk ad in um, a magazine, I just loved that campaign for some reason. I thought it was so cool the way it connected with pop culture and I don't know, like I just was fascinated by it. Um, right. And so I would, I would paste them on my walls. We're like covered in Got Milk ads. Um, so I was a little ad freak. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I was drawn to that as much as that was like movies or TV shows. Like I, I, you know, put advertising in that space of, I don't know. I just, it was always just very captivating. They were like mini movies, you know? Yeah. Um, and the way brands were able to just be a part of pop culture and to, you know, create this, this character almost and, you know, relate yeah. to the person. It was just, fascinating um so i went on to high school obviously and yeah. uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had an awesome media teacher that like let us really give, gave us a lot of creative freedom. So like we made a soap opera, we made our own commercials. Like I made a spoof on Southwest airlines where like the boys were getting done with practice and they were heading into the locker room, but I had to go to the bathroom real fast in class. So like I ran in the wrong bathroom and I ran in the guy's bathroom. And so like, it was the need to get away fast. Um, oh. on that. I know. Um, so anyways, I did stuff like that in high school and I was like, I just loved it. So when I went to college, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get into advertising. And so the way at U of A, Arkansas, that is, um, yeah. sequences advertising is with journalism. So you are either in, you study advertising and PR or you're in broadcast, which was more, you know, in the news anchor and sports journalism, you know, realm. Right. So those were really the only two routes to go. So it covered, it was very broad and not to obviously, you know, uh, poke any holes in that system, but you know, it really, I wasn't really educated on the different avenues to take. I didn't know you could be a producer, you know, I didn't know. Or creative or director or, you know, all the things that you had already done. Right. I know. So I didn't know that existed. Um, so I was like, that's incredible. Isn't that crazy Molly that like you were in college, a college aged person, like, you know, pretty smart, like, you know, college age people, you know, that they think they're smart anyway at the time. Uh, but you know, you knew a lot of stuff. You knew enough that you wanted to go into advertising and that you wanted to, but you still didn't know all the jobs there were and the realities of those jobs and, and how to go about getting educated. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, and yeah, it, it, it is. It's so fascinating because it's, it's just, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that you can do so many different things within our industry. And I mean, I think I dedicated what four years of my life to. <laughs> to, to that, that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Major. And, um, yeah, really scratch the surface there. So that shows you the depth of, of, uh, what we do and how amazing it is. And, um, so yeah, I just, I just, like I said, on the surface level, I studied advertising. Um, yeah. and I just thought, Hey, you could work at an agency or you could work for the client, you know, client direct brand. Like that's, so that's how the, the college kind of steered you like yep. those two things. Yeah. And I was go back and like speak to you and be like, wait, and maybe they are. I'm sure yeah. things have evolved. The past or maybe time. not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, it's a conversation because I think, you know, everyone should, if you're wanting to get into that and that, yeah. and just you, you should be aware of all the places you could go. But in that, I did, I took, so I took um, a job before I even started class, which was selling uh, ads for the Arkansas Traveler, which was a school newspaper at U of A. What were your parents thinking? Were they like, oh, she's going to move off to New York? She's going to... No, I don't think that... I don't even think I thought that. You didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that. If you would have said even like a year before I moved to New York, you're moving to New York, I'd be like, get out of here. So um, you were thinking, I'm going to move to Little Rock and, and do that? Thing? Yes. And okay. that's what I did. You did okay. your research. That's exactly what happened. Um, but before then, I really took an opportunity every summer, most... Um, kids would go back home or do whatever they did or stay in town or, and pick up a job. But I took internships. So my first one I took uh, in Washington, D.C., and I worked uh, on the Hill for, the con- for a congressman. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then... Which is Why really did you take that? Just because it interested you or... Well, I was interested in writing and like copywriting at that time, even though I guess my school didn't teach it. But um, <laughs> I, for a short bit, wanted to be like a speech writer. 
So I was like, mm, what's this about? So I really took my summers to really explore, like, what do I do out there in the world, which I encourage. I think it's okay. great. I think learning what you don't want to do is just as important or even more important than what you do want to do. So it's nice to check yeah. those off the so, and it's also good to see it before you're really going to do it. Like, you know, if, you're, right. if you oh, had absolutely. put everything into that Washington thing and then got there you're and right. we're like, oh, no, I don't like this. So you didn't uh -huh. like that. You didn't like oh. the Washington scene. I was like, no, check this off, off yeah. the list. So and then I went to Warner Brother Records for um, one of my summers in Nashville. I wasn't even 21 yet. And I went and lived alone in Nashville and I, what I, I worked in uh, publicity at uh, Warner Brother Records. And um, what was that I, like? I mean, Nashville was, is like Hollywood, right? Like it's like that kind of. Yeah. It's, it's really, I really loved it. I did. And I was, yeah, I was 21. I was living like downtown. And I remember I, because I couldn't drink. So uh, I bought, I know Payway, my loophole was Payway delivered wine with their meals and they the delivery guy didn't card me so i would just like stay at home and like <laughs> paint and i don't know it was a very it was a fun summer it was very uh i discovered myself that summer yeah uh, and was that a uh, uh doing things like that like going and was that sanctioned by the the school or how did you how did you get those no. summer things so that's that's a that's a great question because i thought it was really cool someone that graduated from u of a went on to work there and at Warner Brother Records in publicity. And she knew that, you know, a lot of kids from Arkansas really didn't get an opportunity like that. So she reached out to our teacher, um, Dr. Miller, and she, you know, said, hey, we have this internship. I'd love to extend this invite to any, you know, Arkansas kids. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't, I don't think we got paid, um, but, you know, of course. Um, yeah. And the teacher made the announcement and I was like, well, yeah, my arm goes flying in the sky. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll go. No one else, no one else. Not one other person. Not one other person. And I was like, are y'all crazy? This is great, what? Is that because people didn't want to give up their summers? They, they wanted their summers Absolutely. to be sort of just fun? Well, yeah, Nashville probably sounds like, you know, when you're that young and you're in your scary. college bubble. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it probably sounds either scary or not interesting or I don't know. I, I don't know because that wasn't, that wasn't my mindset but um i'm assuming so how did you get yeah. that mindset was that uh instilled in you from your parents or what what was it yeah i mean i guess what i think it came from and on a positive note obviously um my mom moved to austin when i went to college and my dad was already in hot springs so like going back to hope like my family didn't live in hope anymore so uh. you know some kids would go back home like i i was like well i can go anywhere now you know like yeah. any you know, I guess I could have gone to Austin or Hot Springs, but I was like, eh, that's not really home. Like, right. I could go anywhere. So I think it kind of opened up my mind to different locations and opportunities, which I'm super thankful for. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, yeah. So sort of turning lemons into lemonade where yeah, somebody might have been like, you know, oh, no, my, my, my childhood home. It's not, you know, I don't live right. there anymore. Right. Uh, which, what, yeah, did that happen funny. while you were at college? Like, all of a sudden they weren't living there anymore? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. So, yeah. But yeah. you know, I mean, it's such a silver lining. Like, I know I wouldn't be yeah. here talking to you probably if it weren't for that. So, like, you know, I mean, right. it's probably easier to say now, but like, I, yeah, I'm super. Like, no, when, I, when, when stuff happens to you like that, I think it's good to be like, okay, what are my options right now? What do I, what, you know, I'm for, I'm, I can't live there. What are my right. options? What should I do? 
and see the opportunities in front of you instead of wallowing in the the problem. Right. It definitely opened up doors that like I probably would have had a little bit more of a closed mind about. So I was like, oh, I can do, I can do and go anywhere kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you did Washington, you did Nashville. So you did, you did like, you did Hollywood with ugly people, which is what they call Washington. <laughs> and then you did Hollywood with, uh, with cowboy boots, I think is what they yes. call uh, yes, Nashville. And then, was, and then what did you do? So I graduate high school, like, or sorry, college, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. one of the worst, like, you know, yeah. no one had it. Um, nope. um, so everybody was just going to grad school. Everybody was just like, well, what do we do now? We just go to grad school. Like, we'll just keep, we'll stay in school. We'll yeah. just keep thinking this out. Yeah. And so I had applied to grad school. I was going to um, teach within the, um, you know, journalism department. Be a, a, what do they call them? Student, uh, teacher, teacher, yeah. teacher, students, yeah. student, teacher, student, teacher. Yeah. Um, and so I remember, and I also got a job um, actually before I graduated, um, but I got a job and I took that. I remember going to my uh, professor, Dr. Wicks, and was like, hey, I want to go to grad school, but also got this job offer in Literuck. Um, and what and was the job? It was for Soiree Magazine. Soiree? Um, it was the, soiree. It was like a... Fancy. Uh, fancy magazine. It was like a socialite magazine thing. Okay. Uh, but it's part of Arkansas Business Publishing Group, which also mm-hmm. has like Arkansas Business. Um, so they were a publishing group. And so... I was like, or I got this job offer. And Dr. Wick said, I'll never forget it. He said, well, you know, grad school will always be here. This job won't. Go, go take the job. And I was like, okie dokie. Um, so I took the job. Wow. And then six months later, I think, it, no, a year later, I think after that, I moved to New York because my college boyfriend moved to New York. And, you know, I just have a big old heart. And I, uh, I started visiting him more. And I was like, oh, yeah. I got a little taste of the city. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, Yeah. What? What's this? Yeah. <laughs> what, what year was that? That was? To New York, February 1st, 2010. I just celebrated my, my decade here. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So you're, you're a real New Yorker now. Is that, is that what they say? 10 years? I think so. I feel like every, it depends on who you ask. Because if you ask somebody that's been here longer, then they'll yeah. say you'll need a little bit more time. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. It feels... I like to say I've spent, you know, all my formative years here and, you know, I call this home. I feel most home here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think so. What, uh, what was the thing that brought you to New York? How did you leave Soiree? What'd you learn at Soiree that first job? Like what, what was that like? Was it everything you thought it would be? I learned that selling ads for a magazine in Little Rock, Arkansas in 2008, nine or 2008 2009 uh it's pretty 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 difficult um and uh it was interesting a lot of a lot of lunches like those like you yeah. come in with the book and you show like the yep. page and the the layout and this is where yep. your ad will be and do, were you flying to new york to meet clients and stuff okay no 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 they were no, like soiree had more of a local flair it was very much local. I did okay. go over state, but like, you know. Were you thinking at that point, were you thinking, what did I do? Like what, I'm in the wrong well, business? And, no, or? I don't think so. I think I was, I felt what, you know, I don't like, I don't regret anything. I think I did yeah. what I thought was good at the time. And yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I think. So you weren't like down on it. You were still thinking I need to get. So yeah, I moved to New York. I was like, ooh, yeah. 
yeah. I'm going to do this. This is really cool. This felt like I advanced in life. You know, I didn't really feel like I graduated college, moved to Little Rock, started selling ads in magazine. I was like, I don't really feel like, I didn't feel like I, you know, moved on to the next level in right. life. You know, if we're talking, you know, video game world, I was like, oh, I'm still like on the same level. What's up? Right, right. Um, so I moved to New York and yeah, I uh, saw an ad on Craigslist and uh, it was a studio manager for a recording studio. And I took a job at um, Studio Center and that's where I started. I was like a receptionist. And so I worked up to uh, EP there actually. And I mean, I was there for years and I did casting for voiceovers, um, also answered the door through the phone. So like, I remember, <laughs> I remember yeah. like answering the phone and like, you know, talking to a client and then also to like open the door through it. So I remember like, you know, making sure I had a cord long enough to open the door answer this book book sessions i was doing it like all at once but um yeah um so that's kind of what i was doing for years and then um it was it was that nonstop for for a long time and i kind of got burned out and then um when it's something new and yeah. went on to uh, nbc uh for the oxygen network and um so when you say you were burned out you were like oh i don't this this producing audio isn't isn't for me or yeah. was it uh yeah i was just really burnt out i mean it was like you know price like sometimes 70 hours a week right. i was you know barely you were doing making, it all yeah i mean i was and even in nbc though too i was like oh this will be better because it's you know nbc and uh <laughs> well i mean you know there's like two brackets i feel like in new york you know you're either like barely, i remember i had enough money yeah. to go get like a loaf of bread turkey and and cheese and like i like it was a turkey sandwich i was a turkey sandwich for like years of my life basically yeah um so but um so i worked at nbc oh so i i think once what I were you doing at nbc sorry i was basically i speak fluent in iski code let me tell you this oh. was <laughs> iski code like, for for those of those who don't know that's like what you put in what you how you get a, a commercial on the air right Yes, it's like each each commercial has its own like name that is unrecognizable to any human other than, you know, where it lives in a library at a network. Um, so it's it's very unique um, to that specific commercial. So so no one mistakes, you know, it from another one. It's mm -hmm. very, a lot of letters and numbers, basically, is what it is. Yes. Um, so I highlighted those sexy little iskies. That was your job, <laughs> like, highlighting the iskies. Pretty much. Well, I made sure they were in the library before they aired and I like, you know, everybody, everybody there has like a TV on their desk. Um, kind of like back in the, I think back in the day, you know, everybody had a TV on their desk, all, all the producers and everything when they watched mm -hmm. reels through a tape. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And so we were always watching TV. Also, we could, we could actually, the cool, the coolest part about the job, maybe the only cool thing about the job, we could watch the SNL rehearsals. Oh, uh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I know that was, it was really cool. So I tune into that for sure. Um, but also like I was coming from like casting and producing and doing all these things at, uh, in my previous job from audio producing, um, that I could do all this in like two hours maybe. And I didn't want to admit that cause I was like, well, so, um, so there wasn't enough work there and you were like, oh no, this isn't, it's like your, your Goldilocks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. I'm like, where do I go? Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's, 
you have to do that. I mean, it's such a journey to kind of like finally find where, where you're most at home and to really make that leap. So it's, it's yeah. all the essential, you know, jumps and skips and hops yeah. and you know, sometimes you stay longer, sometimes you don't. Um, so I, uh, I left, uh, NBC. I went back to Arkansas for, um, I don't know, like a year and a half. I was like in it though too. I bought like a house, a dog, and a car. Like I so, you were it. like, "I'm done with New York. I'm, I'm out of here." But also, you know, all my friends were like, "You'll be back," and I'm like, "No, I won't." And they're like, "You'll be back." And if you don't like it, you know what? Just know you can always come back. And I'm like, that was echoed like for years. So I was like, "Okay, fine." You know what? Yeah, sure. As I said before, hope is not like you know a advertising uh, hub. Um, and so there was production director for a radio station. Uh, there was five radio stations there um, and under Tam- Town Square Media. And at first there was a sales job and they were like, you're going to be in sales. And I was like, no, I will not. I have done that. I don't want to do it. No. Um, but they were oh, like, no. wow. Yeah. And they were like, no, you're going to, you're going to do that. And I was like, I was just like, no. And I <laughs> did. So I did. <laughs> you're like, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Okay, fine, whatever. Sure, I needed a job, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, and then I was like, wait, this sucks as much as I thought it was going to. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second, no, I will go back to my no answer, <laughs> and I quit. And I was like, I want that other job. I quit, and I want that one. And I quit, and the next day they called me again. So I had really, to, I had to really bring them to. You the really had to. You really had to play hardball. Sometimes you got to fight for your dream, man. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I wrote, voiced, I was like, oh, the funniest thing is because I had worked in voiceovers. I was like, um, they asked me, well, hey, you know, you're, you're voicing all the commercials. Uh, do you want to be a, uh, a we- do the weekend show on, uh, what was it? It was the Rock Hit Station there, Eagle 106.3, Texarkana's Rock Hit Station. Um, and they were like, do you want to do the weekend show? And I was like, well, what about my accent? Cause I was used to being in New York and I like, I never even tried to do voiceovers cause of, you know, obviously. Yeah. And um, they were like, what accent? And I was like, right. Um, so I uh, did the weekend show there too. So I got to, I wrote, voiced, edited, I mixed and like put to air all the commercials. So, which was so much fun. I got to like. You were just making stuff. I was making stuff. And you were the on air DJ. So you could like make up whatever you wanted to talk about. Yeah, which was a little rogue. I got a little rogue because I was like, whoa, I was in my element and I don't yeah. know if one was prepared for that. <laughs> but still, I had a lot of fun and I got a lot of experience and I really dug into like, I got to touch everything. You know, yeah. usually here in our industry, like someone does this, someone does this, and someone does this. And it's, you know, it's yeah. like everybody thing. And like, I got to do all of it, which was like, whoa. And somebody trusted, and somebody paid me to do it. Yeah. Uh, so were you by yourself in the studio? Like the, like, yeah. or just, yeah. Just, yeah. just you, you were the yeah. engineer and the, and the DJ yeah. and everything. That's incredible. I know. It Did was you ever great. have like a, uh, uh, empty air experience where you like forgot and had to run back? No, and... it's fun fact. Like they pre-record. So like uh. I would have to like look up the weather and stuff for the weekend. So I wouldn't be like, grab your picnic baskets, everybody and head out to the lake. It was like, no, you like, I had to look oh. ahead and stuff because I was pre-recorded and put them in. So it's all like predetermined. So like I wasn't there every weekend, like recording the weekend show, but 
Um, so, and you can always edit. I can always like edit them too if I messed up. So it's like, right, you know, right. Yeah. Um, wow. But I'll have a lot to of people don't know that. Off. They don't know that. Um, it sounds like it's live at the time, but yeah. for the most part, it is pre recorded. Yeah. Wow. All of them are. Because that paid, you know, again, it was, it was a very long time before I got an actual like a decent paycheck. Um, yeah. But uh, I also started a social media agency there in the small town, like kind of just, I knew how to do it. And I was like, I saw an opportunity. So I kind of did a little side hustle there too. So I did that um, and radio for um, until I moved back to New York, which is like a year and a half or so. And then I was yeah. like, wait a second. I really miss New York. I just didn't feel, you know, I, once you have a taste of it, it's like so hard to like try to pretend yeah. there's anything else close to it. That's my opinion, obviously, but yeah. I just fell in love with the city. I had to be back. I didn't feel in my element. I was like 25 or 26 or something. And I was like, what am I doing? No, 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 I'm moving back. So once again, Molly and her like one-way ticket, you know, Craigslist. <laughs> you just jumped on a plane? Uh -huh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, and that's when I started, um, that's when I started uh, repping. So I repped uh, jump. And, and what does a rep do in advertising? What's, what's that job? So a rep represents either a company internally as like in-house sales, representing a collective of um, directors, a roster of directors or editors or whatever that particular um, company of, you know, has. Is a production terms. company, right? Like a, right. a production yeah. company or editorial house. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then reps can also work in a different way, uh, kind of externally as an independent rep and they can represent several different houses um, and not just be internal at one. So there's kind of two different ways you can, you can do that. Um, so and I was always- Your customer is the, the creatives and the producers at the ad agencies. Correct, yep, yep, exactly. So uh, you become a resource for um, agencies to say, hey, you know, here, here's the creative. Um, do, does anyone, you know, on, uh, in your roster uh, fit within this creative, would they be good for that? You know, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. and so you would send forth reels and, um, yeah. And then hopefully the, yeah. the, the creative team, um, just falls in love and, uh, and there's, you know, all the stars align and, um, they bid your director editor and then, uh, that's usually a triple bid and then, yeah. And then you move forward with an award, which will yeah. award, I feel like, yeah. That, and okay. how is that different than what you when you were because you're it's you're back in sales right you're you're right. you're yeah. back in sales how was it better than before when you were in sales because it yeah absolutely why? I felt I felt like I was I was way closer to the creative which I think you know little Molly always wanted to be, be closer to um mm -hmm. and because when I was in sales for like a publication it, you really, even though you're in the same room, it's kind of like, and you do actually notice that divide anywhere you go. It's like the sales team versus like the creatives, you know, and it's, and there's always that divide because obviously everybody has their role, but yeah. it's a little more inclusive in that way where it's like, you felt, you know, you feel a little bit closer to the action, if you will. So, yeah. And the know, thing I'm, you're selling is a creative resource. Exactly. Exactly. So. Other than a, I'm not selling like a space in a magazine. I was right. like, selling artists in a way, you know, yeah. which, which uh, it kind of tied in my casting and talent management and with my sales and it kind of yep. um, was a kind of came together. It's a great way to get to know uh, all the creatives in the business. 
and the creative heavy hitters in the business because if they're shooting television then Mm -hmm. they're probably really good uh and it's a great way to get to know uh all the different styles and the different commercials that are out there and um it's a really cool job if if especially if you like to go out and and are social it's it's an amazing job it is a very social job you get to meet a lot of people and like a lot of different you know personalities and you also have you know your clients and you're you know getting to your talent and their work and like really digging in and you know i got to be a part of like director's cuts and editors Mm -hmm. you know like getting more and more involved in the process over the years and yeah i just love it um so so you've been repping all these other companies and you got to know that there was a problem in the business and and that's how you came to to houseboat is how did you get to houseboat yeah so i i'm always really digging into the work. I mean, I think if you're, you know, anyone in this industry that, that cares about the work and the craft, you're digging into it, you're watching it every day. I mean, I start out my mornings going through the trades and watching the work and, you know, like everyone, everyone does. Um, and so, you know, so I started basically a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet for restaurants in New York. Like, um, so I live inside a spreadsheet anyways, I'm, I'm organized in that way, but I started filing talent. Like, and I was like, Oh, oh my God, this person's great. Like, I just, I just don't want to forget them. Like, I just don't want to forget them. I want to write them somewhere. Well, sheets of paper only exist for so long and they'll, you know, you lose them and whatnot. So I started a sheet and I just started kind of like categorizing and like being like, oh my God. Then I started, um, and these, mind you, all these are freelancers. I would, I would kind of like really dig in and I looked at Free the Work, which used to be Free the Bid. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people that don't know, Free the Bid um, started to um, really educate agencies and, um really ask them to uh, uh, include in the bidding process that I mentioned before that one out of three um, would be female. They said, Hey, you know, one out of, th- can you take the pledge to say one out of three of these will be female. Right. Um, and so I was just, I love that. Um, Cause I, often uh, the, the agency brings three different contenders right. to uh, mm-hmm. a client and they say, look, we looked at all, these are all the different, and it's called a bid because you, everybody bids on it and you mm-hmm. sort of try to get the best price that way. Uh, and you, uh, you have to bring two or three usually, uh, mm-hmm. and free the bid wanted people to say, you know, put at least one of those three being a woman. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Director. Yep. And, so and it that, worked. That- and it worked. Oh my God, it worked. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is just phenomenal. I think it made a large impact on our industry for the, for the, for the greater, greater good. So, yeah. um, and that's where they, and now it's free to work, which has extended, um, to, uh, all underrepresented, uh, artists in the industry. Um, so yeah, that, that was always kind of caught my eye and they have a great search search tool. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of started there and that's where it all started. And so now I'm partnering with Free the Work actually and I'm very excited about because it it's like, oh my God, that's kind of where it all started. Um, so oh, you I was, are? You're going to partner with them? That's so cool. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited about it. I uh, kind of started there and I started reaching out to people as I kind of started compiling um, a list, which I hate saying like database or whatever it may be. It's a community of artists for Houseboat. I started reaching out and started meeting these editors and directors and was had phone call, a phone call, you know, really getting to know these artists. And um, yeah, I, I, I kind of just also wanted to work with anyone I wanted to work with. And where I saw, you know, um, talent, I was like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. I want to work with them. How can I work? How can I, you know, yeah. how can I bring work and like collaborate? Let's do this. Yeah. Um, 
because I was always, because I was always internal, uh, internal sales, I was always limited to the roster that I was representing within that company. Right. Right. So it was like, oh, you have these 10 directors. Oh, you have these three editors. And I think that there's a place for that. It works. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I felt a little limited to that. So, and on top of that, there's obviously a need uh, for representation for the underrepresented talent in our industry. And I kind of put the two and two together. I was like, wait a second, you know, I also want to be more involved after years and years of being in, you know, put in a sales corner and not, um, you know, really getting to, uh, be a part of the full action. I, I just, yeah. I was like, Hey, I have this list of phenomenal people and talent, good people. And I really, uh, want to make a difference and, uh, yeah, just, just started houseboat. It sounds yeah. that sounds easy. Okay. It's not, it's no one tells you, you always hear people that are like, Oh, starting a business is hard. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure it is. It's a, it's a business, but it's, um, yeah. When you're wearing all that hat and it's just me, um, for now. So, I mean, I have yeah. a team of people that um, I pull in when needed, but um, yeah, it's so exciting. And I've got, you know, phenomenal feedback and um, yeah, wonderful support. And uh, I've already started a few campaigns, one that you'll see coming out, a uh, new Folgers campaign from publicists that um, will, has already kind of released actually, some of it okay. has. Um, Folgers. So I'll be sharing that as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, a few other projects obviously on the way too, but it's also like, new and exciting and um yeah and you're helping are. you're helping make the world a better place um and so it's uh so how does it work people would come to you uh mm -hmm. when they have a a script or a, mm -hmm. an idea yep. that they're sending to the client they send you boards and yeah yep. absolutely right absolutely yeah so i um in terms of houseboat so i kind of operate you know as needed so basically i can work with in-house agency production departments and be more of like a talent referral. I can also usually with edit and um, post elements, I'm producing that myself. Um, and then also I have production partners that I will um, pair my freelance directors with as well. So oh, kind that's of, great. So, it all so pretty, yeah, you're part producer, you're part producer and, and, and rep. Yes. It's like a creative sales producer. If you creative will. sales producer. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's what I was like. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really. I don't know if it exists. I'm not. Re I'm not creating the wheel here. Let's be clear. But and I hope, you know, freelancers get that representation and production support that they need from yeah. other than me. Um, and I think they, you know, hopefully, are. You know, there's other people doing this, and I, there are. Um, but I'm just, yeah. I I feel very, uh, very comfortable in this space, and I feel like this is what. Yeah, what, and you're uh, having fun. And, and, and starting a business right now, I think is kind of cool because it's, yeah, why it's not? a weird time. <laughs> and if you can, if you can, if you can figure it out, I mean, we're, we're starting ad house kind of in the, in the yeah. similar space, um, or restarting right. it. Um, right. and, uh, and it's been fun because it's, you know, you got, you get time to, to really think about, you <laughs> you don't have anywhere to go. That's well, for sure. Absolutely. I think we were all faced with like this raw reality of like, you know, what are you doing with your life in a way? And if you weren't in a place that you wanted to be, or if there was any small thing about your life that you didn't want where it was or whatever it may have been, we were kind of like shown our cards really in a way that we had never really seen them. And so I think we've all been kind of adjusting that or hopefully have had 
um, the courage and ability to change those things about ourselves that maybe we didn't like before and, or, you know, whether that was career focused or an internal or some kind of personal endeavor, yeah. I think um, it's really kind of given us shed a lot of light on like the opportunities and like, we can do, you can create it yourself, like yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. That's cool. <laughs> Now we have yeah. to start. Now we have to start a, a production class at Ad House and get you to teach it. That's, oh my god! That's what we need yeah. to do now. So yeah. Put that. Put oh that god. in your. Put that in your brain. Oh, sign me up! Oh my god! Yeah, that would be so cool, right? Um, I'm. I'm totally serious. Uh, yeah. Really, really good talking to you. And um, you have bees now. I want. I, we didn't get to that. You have bees. Oh my god. What are yes, their names? Do they ask about me? B. Arthur, one <laughs> through, through B. Arthur, number 42,348. There's actually, there's a lot. And I know we, get to, we didn't get to touch on it, but I just actually just got a little harvest, small harvest, and I'll send you some. Oh, honey. I'm going to send you some honey. Really? I'm sending you some. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, I sticker. feel so uh, excited. A houseboat sticker. Yes. And a houseboat uh, sticker. Uh, and uh, I'm going to send you uh, the thing that I'm making, which I, I'm not going to talk about yet. It's, uh, it's oh, not going to talk about right. it on the air, but we'll, we'll, we'll say our goodbyes and then I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Um, oh, but it's oh, awesome. It's awesome. It's going to be so cool. Um, oh, Molly Mitchell. Cannot wait. Thanks for yeah. being on the A-list and hang on oh one God. second. I'm just going to stop. Uh, but bye, everybody. Molly Mitchell, everybody starting her own thing just like so many of us in 2020 and helping others to do their own thing. Agencies and brands who want to find diverse talent should reach out to her at molly at houseboat.tv. And hey, maybe she needs an intern. Couldn't hurt to ask. Huh. Um, did I mention that we started an ad school? It's called Ad House. And the next Zoom classes start at the end of January but they're already filling up. So head over to adhousenyc.com. This has been The A-List. I'm Tom Chrisman. You can connect with me at tomchrisman.net. The music you're hearing is by Ross Hopman over at Duotone Audio Group. He's a cool dude. You would love that I called him a cool dude. This was edited by me, slowly. And uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to The A-List Podcast on SoundCloud or wherever you listen. And share us with a friend, you know? It's advertising. We gotta spread the word. All right, see you next time. Thanks for being patient and thanks for listening.